Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Act now. Save 10% during their winter work special. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You to hit the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into the Rich Keith Show here on a Patriot. It's Mon- uh, Monday. It's a full sprint right until Monday Night Football. It's uh, two Monday Night Football games because why not? Why not have uh, two games in week 14? Joining us, as he always does, on Mondays and Wednesdays, it's Nick Fitzy Stevens. Fitzy, how are you? It's great to get a couple of WEEI personalities together on a Monday to uh-huh. talk about baseball and a BOGO sale on super mediocre football tonight. Not bad, right? Which, which game are you going to be watching tonight? You're going to be uh, wearing out that last button, I would imagine. <laughs> Just going to be banging the return. Bang, bang. It's too bad you can't switch opponents. Be like, hey, can Green Bay play Miami? And then you can put the Giants and the Titans on like a different channel that nobody will go to. But Actually, you know what, Rich? Those of us that uh, get the get their television from the YouTube, uh-huh. uh, with the YouTube TV, you get the, you get the free split. Like oh, yesterday, that's I was nice. watching all all the action on quad box quad box quad box so i could go home i could splitsky i could watch gremlins and home alone at the same time is that what you're telling me why wouldn't you that's not bad what you're living out loud living your best life by the way great question i saw somebody ask last week on uh instagram it was uh something along the lines of like how the hell did the McAllister family only order one large cheese pizza for nine people? A lot of people there. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, well, and that was followed up by no chance they oversleep for their alarm when they have that many children in the same house. There's no way people are a lot all, of flaws. All having a good snooze that time. Could, yeah, through plot. We should examine that. I know Wednesday evening we're do. Aren't we doing a for Kiefer Madness? We're doing holiday movies. Yeah, you, yeah. We could do movies, or we could do like a. You want to do a specific breakdown of Home Alone? We could do that. We, I, we could do a whole hour. Don't mind. Don't mind that. A lot going on over the weekend, so the Patriots don't yeah. play, but you get a million things, and we're going to do our best to get to all of them. You have uh, Patrick Mahomes having a bit of a meltdown after the uh, Chiefs-Bills game. You had, yeah, Army, you had Army-Navy at uh, Gillette Stadium, including Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft on college game day. Much ado uh, about both of those things. And Shohei Otani signs a 10-year, $700 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers. And there's like all kinds of conspiracies flying around about what the hell happened there. Uh, Otani clearly wanted everything to be really like top secret. Next thing you know, you got John Morosi 
saying he's going to Toronto and he's got the flight pattern and everything else, and then he had to come out and apologize. He's like, I don't know what happened there. I was and wrong it's about only that. One of the guys from Shark Tank on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> The thing, the thing became a common. So Toronto is like set up. They're like, "Hey, the Blue Jays are going to get Otani." Nope, that was a red herring. To quote our friends at Scooby Doo, that was a red herring. He was going to the Dodgers all along, but they, being Otani's camp, used Toronto to jack the price up on the Dodgers, who ended up giving him seven hundred million dollars. Guy's not even going to pitch next year. He's going to get seventy million to DH next year. $70 million DH. Yep. Now, I have seen breakdowns, uh, analyses, and more about how Otani will actually end up being worth $70 million or more per year to the Dodgers because of marketing, because eventually if he does return to being a plus-level starter, he's he's basically a $35 million hitter and a $35 million starter. So okay, that that all works out. His war is super high. Good, so good, good war. That, yep, that war. Yeah, great war. Nothing but the best war. <laughs> but he, uh, I, I fine. You can make all of it back. That's cool. Maybe he'll actually one day be worth it, and maybe he'll play till he's forty and probably need a third UCL surgery at some point in his thirties. Possible. The dangerous element before we even get into just how awesome the Red Sox offseason is thus far. It's been hot. It's hot. It's been a it's hot. Like, don't you get near that stove? Yeah. You're gonna get burnt. <laughs> it's a scorcher. Uh, the big thing, this was, uh, Hart made this point this morning, and I think this is a really valid point. It's going to be now how many people think their worth is inflated because, hey, if Otani got $70 million, I must be a $40 million player. Like, yeah. no, he's two $35 million players at the same time. Yeah, I Most think people that would be, if I was a, a GM or a chief of baseball officer and I was talking to, you know, all these guys' agents and they're like, mm-hmm. well, Otani gets $70 million, so, like, we'll even be generous, like $50 million. I'm like, all right. As soon as your guys finishing yeah. top three in the Cy Young and top three as an MVP for for hitting, then like then we can talk. Like yeah. if your guys not doing that, no, we're still going back to twenty five, thirty million average annual being top of the market. Like that's mm-hmm. still what what is Judge like thirty five maybe a year somewhere mm-hmm. in that in that vein. I, that's still what we're dealing yeah, with. Trout was twelve years four twenty, yeah. so he was thirty five million a year. Yamamoto will be the next guy the, the next huge contract is what i feel like right like oh, the, the, he is gonna actually aaron judge nine year 360 million so he got 40 million a year oh, so he got 40 so yeah last year he got 40 that's a ton that's an absolute ton but that's the same thing you know if somebody's asking for 40 you're like all right when you're when your uh, client hits 60 home runs then like then come back and you know we'll we'll negotiate because i don't think the position players that are free agents Trying to think like who the best ones even are. Like I don't think any of them are gonna sniff that kind of money. There is still some big money to be paid to some of these pitchers. Like Blake Snell's gonna get a good contract and oh, yeah. Yamamoto's gonna get a massive, massive deal. This he his people are the smartest of all of the of the agents just waiting to see what Otani's deal is because now they could they could have gone from like, oh, this guy might get two hundred million to yeah. Well, let's see. My war, my pitching war is higher and is expected to be higher over the next decade. I've had no Tommy John surgeries, and I can throw just as fast, if not faster, and no one could touch me in the Japanese league. So I'll take 10 for 360. Are you bummed at all that the Red Sox weren't even a contender for the, for no. Otani? No, I just did. I could be, because of the Devers contract and because of how left-handed centric their lineup is, I never thought that they were really going to get in on Otani. Maybe they would sort of 
dangle it in front of their fans just to make it look like for optics purposes like look yeah. guys we're we're doing our due diligence and making sure we investigate every proper free agent the best way we can but i never thought for a second never thought yeah. for a second they would sign him. no i didn't think so either but i think they needed a big splash we talked about it. they still need a big splash they need a big name player they need the guy that you can market like that is really important for them specifically this offseason it isn't always sometimes they already have stars on the team like when you had you can't market tyler o'neill that sounds like a rich keith problem you might, <laughs> you might have to get in touch with marketing and promotions i apologize to tyler o'neill who, who two years ago had like a random good year he sucked before that and he sucked after that but here he comes welcome to the 2024 boston red sox tyler o'neill uh and then real quick on otani did you see that he's deferring 680 million so now, see, that's I. I don't. I'm getting conflicting reports on that because pa- Jeff Passan said while we while yeah. we were just texting while we were just talking here, uh, my friend just sent us uh, a Los Angeles Times piece that says he's going to be paid between 450 and 500 million during the course of the deal. 200 million is deferred. That would make more sense. 680. Jeff Passan just re- just reported he's going to get two million dollars for the next a year for the next ten years, and then 680 in deferred money. How, who is reporting this? <laughs> Jeff Passan. It just popped up on ESPN. Yeah, but he just like, Jeff Passan. Perhaps Passan? you've heard of him. Yeah, so Jeff some Passan? guy who covers the Dodgers for the Athletic first yeah. put it out. Okay, he'll defer 68 million per year. Yes, yeah. I get. Okay. The other tweets that were going out over the weekend were like, "Do you know how much he's going to pay in taxes?" I'm like, "Yeah." Do you know how much most people pay in taxes? A lot of money. Take yeah. whatever you make, take half of it, gone. Like, and I know states are different. I'm not he's that dumb, but still. He is. He's going to pay a ton. But, like, so I feel bad for him that he's only making, like, 35 real million dollars per year instead of well, 70 that's another reason why like, the Dodgers had to overpay because right, 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 right. a $700 million deal is going to, after agents, managers, Luxury tax, federal and state. He's going to make literally half of his deal. But I love how on uh, Thursday, how will he live? How will he find a place in West Hollywood? Good luck, good luck, bud. There's a, there's a lot of those uh, real estate shows, though. I'm sure you could hop on one of those, like Selling Sunset or one of those, <laughs> and get a get a good spot. Uh, Beverly Hills bunker. We talked about Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, and like what a duo that is. And then uh-huh. the Dodgers, are like, all right, well, we we already had Betts and Freddie Freeman, and now we're going to add Shohei Otani to the mix. So. Not a surprise. Like the Dodgers were kind of a favorite all along. It just did. It got a little silly with the Blue Jays stuff and the fake reports out there, or the, just the straight up uh, mm-hmm. false report. That's why you know what, Fitzy, I take my job as Scoops Keith very seriously because it's a dangerous game. There's a lot of bad intel out there, and if you're like John Morosi, unfortunately, now every time he has a story, you're gonna be like, mm, yeah, you also thought Otani was on the plane to Toronto. So like he's kind of he's kind of have to change his name again. I think. John Morosi. He used to be John Paul Morosi. He dropped the Paul. He might want to add the Paul back. He's got to do something. Otherwise, people aren't going to take him seriously. He could be J. Paul like Getty, or he could just be <laughs> J.P. Morosi. J.P. Morosi. Yeah, J.P. J.P. Just is. You know, doesn't like, you know, when someone says like, what's your name? Oh, J.P. Like, oh, this guy comes from money. This is a fancy yeah, man. He I goes trust the guy. Watch my kids. <laughs> take my money. <laughs> Invest my, my money. <laughs> Are they yours? No, just found them. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, if the Red Sox don't sign Yamamoto, I'm out. Kind of have to be out on the off season, right? Like what else? Like I would like Blake Snell. It's not the big hey, look at us, we're all in type of move. It's a nice move. I would like the move. Like there's a few baseball moves they could do. Like if you get like Whit Merrifield, Jordan Montgomery, and another guy, you're like all right, you're helping your club, mm-hmm. but you're not really adding any star power to it, which this team is just uh, in desperate need of. 
So, yeah, now they got to turn to Yamamoto, but I I have very little faith that they're going to be able to, to pull that off. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to what he's going to end up signing for. But why wouldn't they want to? See, that's the thing. Like, Yamamoto most recently met with the Giants. So now you can add the Yankees to the Dodgers to the Giants to... Uh, if the uh, Yankees uh, pull off, and the Mets refuse to be outbid on. I think Steve Cohn's going to yeah, just Mets, keep Mets, going. Yeah, he's going to be the crazy drunk guy at the auction who no. just keeps raising his hand. So now, I mean, you put it that way. There's zero chance the Red Sox outbid the Mets. They should be able to, but I say there's no chance. And if the they Yankees are all the that money. serious, I know they do. The Yankees are going to take our Yama Soto combo that we wanted we were desperately asking for son of a bitch yeah you're gonna see it a whole bunch and now we're just gonna now we're gonna get uh you know what are we gonna get tyler snell great (laughs) t snell blake o'neill blake o'neill i mean i don't want that there's 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 talent on the red sox now to be a thoroughly fine football uh, baseball team like they're not gonna do maybe they'll be above average but you're not going to be able to keep. Who in the hell is going to be able to keep up with the Dodgers? Uh, Dodgers are going to be great, but there's always the you know they've they've been great for a while. The only title they won recently is the 2020 year, right? The the shortened season one. It is, and don't forget the Rangers who just won the World yeah. Series get in uh, without even having to make any moves. Yes, they're going to lose Jordan Montgomery, right? But they're going to add. An ace right back to their staff because now they get Jacob Degrom with a yeah. fresh UCL. I know, so they'll be good again. Is the the Dodgers? Uh, you know, as much as I defend Mookie Betts, he isn't the best playoff performer. Like he has had some rough playoffs, so we'll see what happens. You know, baseball is a weird sport. Baseball is really the new hockey. Everybody assumes hockey is the hey, just get it and win it, but baseball is even more so that baseball. Look at last year, all the especially with the new format that they have. All the hundred win teams like dropped like flies. So you just got to get in. And uh, however, it feels like the Red Sox are still far away from that. So if you want to get in on the Otani news or the fact that the Red Sox have made no news, feel free to jump in. But I want to turn our attention to both Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft on college game day on Saturday. What did you make of the comments? More specifically uh, from Pat McAfee to Robert Kraft than really what uh, Bill or Robert had to say. But we'll get to all that coming up with your thoughts at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by the Preservation Society of Newport. Jake Browning went 18 to 24 for 275 yards and two touchdowns, and the Bengals beat the Colts 34 to 14 at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. And with that win, your New England Patriots are now mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Matthew Slater joined Jones and Mego just a little while ago. Is the team still buying in? Well, you certainly don't win games by accident in this league. So, you know, I think that the guys have competed hard all year long. And, you know, there's just been certain things that have led to us uh, not having success. But I don't believe that buy-in has been an issue. And, you know, hopefully we can continue to have good buy-in the last four games. Patriots will host the Chiefs next Sunday at Gillette Stadium, kickoff at 1 p.m. This, the game that was, of course, flexed from Monday Night Football the following night. Speaking of Monday Night Football, doubleheader tonight as the Packers are in New York to face the Giants and the Titans are in Miami to face the Dolphins. Both games kick off at 8.15. 
You can catch Titans Dolphins right here on WEEI 93.7 and the Giants Packers on WEEI 8.50 a.m. Our Westwood One coverage for both begins at 7.30. Celtics and Bruins both have the night off tonight. The Celtics back at it tomorrow night when they'll host the Cavs at the TD Garden tip-off at 7.30. And the Bruins back on the ice Wednesday night. They'll be in Jersey to take on the Devils at the Prudential Center puck drop at 7.30 p.m. Go Army, beat Navy as Army beat Navy 17-11 to at Gillette Stadium on Saturday, an event that saw both Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft speak with the media. Holidays at the Newport Mansions will be more spectacular than ever this year. The Breakers, Marble House, and the Elms decorated in their festive finery, plus more lights, more fun at the dazzling outdoor spectacle, sparkling lights at the Breakers. For more information... Go to NewportMansions.org. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on WEI. My pick on this yes, one? Sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm, Coach, I'm going to take a page out of your book here. I'm oh, ready to go. Oh, hey. Oh <laughs> right, this is the Jolly Roger, Beat Army in Chinese for Paul Dietzel's Chinese Bandits. Oh God, Go it. Navy, Beat Army. That was Bill Belichick on the set of College Game Day this past Saturday. Of course, Army-Navy in uh, Foxborough, Gillette Stadium. And uh, on set, you had Bill Belichick there making his pick, pulling a Lee Corso, right? They're putting the, the Navy helmet on from 1962. Uh, I thought it was great. thought it was fantastic. And we're back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. And he does have that personality in him. Now, for 24 years, he has rarely shown it. You know, when he go, when he's sitting around just talking football, we've seen him on NFL Network. We've seen him on a few of these documentaries. He is fantastic. Like Nobody has a... Uh, like a encyclopedia knowledge of the game, like Bill Belichick does. does. He's not always in the mood for it, doesn't always want to talk about it. But I'm not surprised he was as good as he was talking Army-Navy with those guys. Uh, dude, that Saturday was his bag. Like, if you could d- talk about where Bill Belichick gets in his bag and finds his most comfortable spot, think about it. He's got an adoring audience coming off of a victory, so there's a little more shine yeah, and excitement around him and his football team. He's got, you know, like a a big wonk and sycophant like McAfee who just wants to chew his ear off. Mm-hmm. He's got Lee Corso, who he, I don't know if you saw that video when Belichick came up on stage and Corso, like, was going to cry and gave him a big hug and shook his hand twice. And it was, like, really, really, it was touching, actually. Like, yeah. here are two of the people that mean more to football, love football, and know more about football than just about anyone in the world having a moment together. And then Belichick gets to talk army navy and he gets to like launch a thousand memes by putting on a jolly roger vintage navy helmet are you kidding me it's great it was awesome like that that was like my immediate reaction and i think the immediate reaction of millions which was why don't we get this guy more often why can't we have this is the belichick america and pat's nation wants and needs I don't really know like i like me like when you ask like why doesn't he do this more often i'm not really sure and Maybe he just felt like this was the way to do it. And then when they had success, like, you know, he had obviously not a ton of success in Cleveland, but when he was here as the head coach, and then, you know, year two, you win the Super Bowl and you're doing it that way, then you just keep doing it that way. 
Maybe he really truly feels like it's kind of an old school mentality. Like any little thing that you give the media, you're also giving your opponent. And there's always like gamesmanship. I don't really know. I, I don't know because it's funny uh, in like the year and a half or so that when I was on with Dale and Holly and we interviewed Belichick, brag, during the breaks, most of the time, that's what he was like. Like, he would ask Dale about the Bruins, and he would be like, you could talk to him about other stuff. Like, I'd ask him random questions about, like, other players and stuff, and he would, like, talk like, talk to you like a human being. And, but, like, so sometimes he'd come down before the interview and we'd be, like, talking to him, talking to him, and then as soon as the light goes on, boom, he's, like, the bill that everybody sees Yep. At the press conference. And then other times, actually, oftentimes, he would do the whole interview and there would be awkward moments. You know, maybe he didn't like one of my questions or he didn't like a Michael question or whatever. And then the interview would be over. And the entire commercial break, he'd be talking to us about something else. And then to the point where we're like, hey, uh, we got to go, we gotta go back on. We gotta, we're like, we'll talk to you next week, Bill. And then you're like, that's not the guy that people see. Like, so it's, no. it's in there. And yet, I don't know, he, he chose to do it this way. And for 20-plus years, you could say, hey, it's working for him. But now, like, I think it would help. Because I think when we talk to a lot of people, and not maybe he doesn't give a rat's ass what people like what, what fans think of him. But I kind of think that's true. I'm kind of getting that sense. But yeah. most of the people that are, like, fed up with him, I think in part is because he does give you, like, the non-answers. And so it's easier to sort of say, like, not only is it bad draft picks, not only are they losing, but, like, he's an a-hole to us, so, like, we want him gone. So if he was a little bit different, like he was more personable, I wonder if, if there'd be just as many people that want him out the door. I do not believe yeah. y- you would have nearly as many. Like you could probably cut the number of people that want him shipped out of town, removed from power, et cetera, in half because yeah. you would be able to, you'd get some entertainment, you'd actually get some information, you'd just get something. Like when he just continues to give you the 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 something that people fell in love with because they hey, the Patriots were winning, so it was okay for him to be like a you know, a curmudgeon or an yeah. a-hole to everybody. Like, that was fine back then. But when it's when it's not, when the program isn't working, then his shtick isn't working. And he should just go back. He should, I would love for somebody that could get through to him to say, Bill, I've read the room. You should have seen the optics. You should have read the social media on what people were saying about you in the Navy helmet. They loved you. They love it. You need to be that guy a little bit more. Well, it's funny because I th- think that the opposite is definitely true. Because think about how many... People in the media and fans for a while convinced themselves that Doc Rivers was a good coach only because he was so nice. Like he was a he was the easiest guy to interview. He himself had worked in the media, so like he kind of knew what people were doing and like he played the game. And uh, you know, people are they're always joking at the press conference and everything else. And so he got people would defend him like crazy, even like when he was losing all these games with the Clippers, and you're like, Are you defending him because you like him or like you think he's actually the right coach? And so, you know, the opposite, I guess, can can also be true. Now, as cool as the Belichick thing was, and you mentioned the memes, and, like, that was that was funny, and he showed off his personality, the, the bigger talker was Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft was on the game day set as well and then had this interesting exchange with Pat McAfee at the end of his appearance. Greatest dynasty in the history of professional sport yeah. is yep. in a building that you own. You should be incredibly proud of that. You've kicked yeah. a lot of ass for the NFL, Robert Kraft. That's true. We yeah. like to win, so uh, we want to do everything we can to get our team back so we can be winning it. I don't envy your position. What's about to happen? We all know. Yep. We don't have to ask. Yep. Okay. Six times. <laughs> won the Super Bowl. All right. 
Okay. What did you think of the very ending there uh, with the first time you heard it? The, the immediate reaction was, oh, that's a hell of a spot for McAfee to put Kraft in. To sort of like out that he either believes or knows that Robert Kraft is in a spot and is about to drop a hammer or make like a big time decision that decides the fate of Pat's nation, Bill Belichick at all. And then I thought, well, you know what? Actually, he's not really doing that because what he's doing is kind of stating the obvious. Like everyone knows the last couple of years haven't gone according to plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this year pretty much sucks out loud. Steelers win and the la- the positivity of the last five days withstanding. So I think it's safe to say McAfee's almost just stating the obvious. You're going to have to decide this offseason when he says, I don't envy what you're going to have to do. That is decide whether or not you're going to uncouple from Bill Belichick after a quarter century. Th- that's all I really think he's doing. I don't think he's divulging something that he and Orlovsky and Greenberg and ESPN people know or this general like, oh, everyone knows Bill's going to, you know, insert name of yeah. team in the NFC here. No, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of thought I, I thought maybe he did know something. I thought maybe McAfee knew that this was the the end for Belichick. And that's why he's like, I'm not going to ask you because like I already know the answer. So, like, why would I ask you about it? But I don't envy you. Like, I don't envy you what you're going to have to do. Hmm. I don't think it's a bad. Everyone's like freaking out about uh, McAfee saying that, like. Because I think you can read it a couple of different ways, and either way, like why, like, like, oh, like, what was he? He can't put out that information if he wants to. He didn't. He didn't ask Kraft straight up. Didn't ask him, but he kind of put it out there. I think Mac. I think he does maybe know something. I think he knows that Belichick is probably done. There's been there's been so many rumors out there, all the different mm-hmm. places he could go, all the stuff with the contract, all the back and forth at the beginning of the season where it was clearly like a Kraft leak and then a Belichick leak and then everything else. And so McAfee's got his finger on the pulse. He was down there. He was doing his show Friday uh, down there in Gillette. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. got all different sources. It was definitely kind of awkward, right? Like it was sort of like a, or is this a question, a comment, a statement? Like what are you, what are you kind of getting at when he? What's about to happen? We all know. You think there was? We a, all know. Like for what's about know. to happen? We all know. Like now he tried to clarify it today. Uh, let oh, me know. He did. Good. Okay. Yeah. So this is what McAfee had to say today, but I think it was important to at least. Hear that initially. We each had our own opinion of what it was. And yep. then because there was a bit of backlash against McAfee, here's him trying to clear it up. At the end, I think they said, anybody else have anything pretty much? And I'm like, I do not envy your position, is what I said to him. Yes. You know, I'm not going to ask a question. It's not about that. We all know what I'm talking about. But I don't envy your position. And everybody in New England, and I understand, I guess, from the New England perspective why they did this. They're like, Patches, people were saying I ambushed Robert mm-hmm. Kraft. I didn't even ask a question. I, they said I ambushed him with that, and we shook hands. And then they said, uh, Patches told Bill uh, Robert Kraft that he's going to fire Bill Belichick. It's like, I did not say that at all. No. What I was talking about for the first time in like 20 years, is he going to extend Bill Belichick? Yes. Is he going to move on from Bill Belichick? How about the quarterback position? What are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I don't envy his position at all. He's the mm-hmm. man who owned and operated the greatest dynasty in sports history, the most consistent dynasty. He even said it. He said, Bill's been with us for 24 years. He said loyalty to his businesses, all his Mm -hmm. businesses, why he does it. So when I said I don't envy your position, everybody in Boston was like, he just told Robert Kraft he has to fire Bill. It's like, yo, you said that. I I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was talking about all the other. Like, there's a lot. Maybe that's one of them. But I didn't like that narrative just being built so quickly. It's like, I am not not the type of, what are we talking about? I don't even know what that even means. So... I will not hold any hate in my heart for New England for trying to bury me the way they did. Thank you. Especially the media and the the people up Mm -hmm. there. 
Get out of here. Dude, so I hear that. You aren't. He is you. walking that back. Get, he put Robert Kraft in the hot seat 1,000%. I think because I think he knows something. And I think right here he realized how close he got to the sun. And he's trying to walk it way back. Like, I feel more. I feel There's stronger. a little sear on those wings, though, when you fly that close to the sun. Sure is. How the, dare you? The, the wings greatest, of pastrami. That's the greatest GM in football history. How dare you? Who, Belichick? That's what he, that's what he did say. I mean, him. owner. I apologize. Owner. That man on his free time picks up Meek Mill from prisons and he helicopters. Sure nope, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I still think, I I feel like McAfee is trying to distance himself from it because he was so close to it. He was right. The fact that he brought up, he's like, oh, I, I, I asked that because it was like, hey, are you going to extend him or are you not? Like, nobody's thinking like, oh, is this going to be the big extension year? Like, nobody's asking that. Nobody would ever ask that. So I I think... He knows that he's going to be gone. I don't think he wanted to put him on the spot, but I also appreciate it that it wasn't just straight. The Patriots are having the worst year they've ever had under Robert Kraft and certainly under Bill Belichick. And I know it's about Army-Navy, but it's also an opportunity for all those guys on set to interview these two. There's a lot of questions that a lot of people want them to answer. Bill you know, he shuts down most stuff, you know, during his press conferences. Robert talks very, so infrequently that I give McAfee credit for at least throwing some stuff out there that we're talking about and not just like, you know, how cool it is to have Army-Navy, which it is cool. I hope it comes back to Gillette Stadium. But why not in the midst oh, of this so season fun. throw in a couple of questions like that or or statements like, I'll take it. I don't, I don't think McAfee did a bad job. I don't like him walking it all the way back like he did today, but I thought he did fine on Saturday. I don't hate it. Yeah, I look, I don't hate it. I don't love it either. I But I do really think at the end of the day, I really think that McAfee was basic, wasn't saying like, hey, we all like it's common knowledge around here that you're firing Bill Belichick. Whoops. Did I say that? Hey, can we strike that in post? Uh, like, I, I, I do think he was basically ambling. He, he wandered into the uncomfortable territory of making it sound like Robert Kraft was sitting on knowledge that the rest of us are not are not privy to. I, I think he's just kind of like he's he kind of sexed up the basic, which is, yeah, we all know that you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to swing the executioner's axe this offseason. Right. You're not always of three and 14, so like, what are you going to do? Team back so we can be winning it. I don't envy your position. What's about to happen? We all know. Yeah. We don't have to ask. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, however you guys uh, feel about it, you can jump in at 617-779-7937. Let's go to uh, Matt in Rhode Island. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's going on, guys? I, I, was, I don't know. I just tuned in, so I don't know if you talked about the Kansas City game. No, um, we're, gonna, we're getting to that. But what, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What's your take? Yeah, no, I just think, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's the, he's the best player in the NFL and is really not even close. I think, you know, obviously he kind of made him – it's the first time he's really kind of screwed up yesterday, like, when I was, you know, complaining that much about it. But I just think Kansas City is just – they're putting him in, in a terrible situation. I think he's mad probably at, obviously, his receiving core. I mean, during the broadcast, they said they, they missed Juju Smith-Schuster considerably. That's how bad it is. Was, yeah, they, that's rough. They actually said that. You know, it kind of reminds me of kind of what the Patriots kind of did with Tom Brady, you know. Um, I think they'd be in the – with one, with one dependable guy, they'd be in the Super Bowl, you know. And, and, um, anyway, um, also Kelsey is just an amazing player. I used to, couldn't stand the guy. But since I've been watching um, the podcast with his brother, like I did a totally 180. I know he's in the spotlight now with 
with Taylor Swift and everything, but he's just he's an amazing athlete. Uh, he's great, and he's the only guy that Mahomes has to throw to. Like that is true. It is. Mm-hmm. It mirrors. Uh, and Hart's brought this up a bunch, Fitzy. Like it mirrors the early part of the Brady dynasty, where they're like, "Oh, you're so good, you can literally throw to anybody, and we'll be fine." And so, like, you look at the receiving core in '05 and '06, and you're like, "What the hell are you giving this guy? Like, you got to do better than that." And then they go crazy, like in '07. Then you have mm-hmm. that for a few years, and then you know, by the time 2019 rolls around, you're giving them nothing again. And so Mahomes, like, I think he's going to experience the same thing. Like, he still has Kelsey, but then talk about a drop-off after that. And, and we'll get into the play and everything else with Kadarius Tony. But, yeah, Mahomes doesn't have much going on. Kansas City nope. could be in a bit of trouble this year. Uh, Kansas City is now suddenly 8-5. and five. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think they're streaming towards the worst record that they would have had with Patrick Mahomes since he took over back in 2018. Well, he had the last game in 2017, but he took over in 18. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And this, I can't, I keep going back and forth trying to figure out, does this receiving core remind me more of 2006 or 2013 for oh, yeah. Brady was struggling with Tompkins and Dobson and Boyce and you had Edelman and Amendola and then half a season with Gronk before T.J. Ward ruined everything. Um, yeah, It's tough. I mean, he's obviously compromised, and his acting out last night, to me, 1,010% was not just about that individual play. That was no. a season's worth of building frustrations coming to Correct. a boil on national TV, and it was actually pretty bratty and unbecoming of somebody who's the face of the league. How many times, though, in uh, even in your own life, when you snap, you don't snap necessarily at the right person, and certainly not for the thing that you're snapping at them for? Eh, 99%. <laughs> I was going to say, like, somebody always... And even if it's directed to the right person, it's not the thing that just immediately happened. It's, like, all the other stuff that you're hanging on to. Oh, yeah. And that's what I feel like. I agree with you. Like, Patrick Mahomes is so mad that he has to rely on freaking Kadarius Tony, but he's not going to scream at Kadarius Tony after the game. Maybe he should have, but he didn't, and then he ended ended up handling it the way that he did. We'll get into more of that because that was certainly a, a, a big story. And you're right, Fitzy, in 2021, Mahomes was 12-5 and five as a starter. That was the most losses in a regular season he has had until this point where he's now 8-5. and five. Uh, And I got, some bad, I got some bad news for you. Loss number six could be coming down the pipe within a week. <laughs> you think this Sunday? I've, I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, no chance. I will. T- I am taking. I am taking those points. If I'm, the, if I'm a Pats, fan. I think they need to sit Mr. Kadarius Tony down for a little bit, and Mahomes is just gonna. Uh, he's gonna take it out probably on the Patriots. That'd be my guess. But we got a whole week to talk about it. We can talk uh, with you guys do. as well. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Also, for some reason, I'm not gonna complain about more football, but we have two. Monday Night Football games tonight. So we will uh, make our bets in those two, throw a prop at you, and then get right back to the horn here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on a Patriots Monday on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. It's a Patriots Monday. That, of course, means there's Monday Night Football at 7.30 coming your way. Two games. Two 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 games tonight. Why? Nobody knows. Two super mid, two super mid games, too. Really is. Titans, Dolphins, and yeah. Packers, Giants. Why would you? Okay, aside from it's football why are we, and gambling, why are we watching tonight? Uh, last week of the fantasy football regular season. 
So I guess I don't know. That's Good sort point. of a, that's sort of like gambling. But yeah, gambling, fantasy, and I don't know. That's about it. That's it. But listen, those have gotten people through worse or less. I should have. say. So yeah, Titans, Dolphins. That is a thirteen and a half point spread in favor of the home uh, fish, and then the Giants at home are five and a half point dogs to the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know if you have uh, ESPN on. In your residence, but uh, I do indeed. Tommy Cutlets just walked in. Love it. Did you see what he was wearing? Was no. That a, was that a fur? He looked like a giant red bird. What well, was that? On. I'll just take it to the Xbox. Did you see that? No, I missed. You see it. him I walk have in. It on too. No. Go to. It's got to be on Twitter. Just type in Tommy Cutlets. He's walking down the thing. <laughs> doesn't look. Doesn't look great. Ah. <laughs> he also. He also doesn't. What look is comfortable. that? You're looking at it now. He doesn't look comfortable. Some guys walk in and they're like, I like in their mind they're probably this oh is ridiculous, God. but like they pull it off and they're like, I'm just, I'm so. Somebody gave him that as like a dare, and he's guys, like, fine. It looks like a heat stiz. It looks like a heat signature map. It's too much. It's too much. He's doing too much, and now I just because Brian Dayball is going with you over Tyrod Taylor doesn't mean you need to start dressing like an a hole. But oh my God, Rich! And then yeah. if, if you just type in Tommy DeVito on the platform formerly known as Twitter, yeah, first you get to see his like. Minecraft or like Predator Vision bird heat signature map jacket. And then right below that, Bleacher Report betting says, Tommy DeVito's family's tailgate got me about to bet Giants plus the points. I've never been hungrier in my life. They're literally making oh, those parms. Oh my Are those big God. just chicken parm subs? No, that? they're doing cutlets. Oh, the cutlets. Yeah, with yeah. Red peppers, moths, balsamic glaze. Oh my God. Oh my God. What a jerk, though. Look at him. Look at him walking down. <laughs> what a what a jerk. <laughs> what an absolute jerk. Oh yeah. I no, mean the that, pants. Even the pants oh. are wild. But that shirt, so it's like a pullover quarter zip, and it looks like he looks like a giant red bird. It's oh like kind of tie dye. They're handing out chicken cutlet sandwiches to any Giants fan that wants one. Uh, that sounds pretty. Stiz, sweet. How quickly can you get to the middle? Sir, is that serious? <laughs> 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 serious. There's dinner. It's four hours. Yeah, dinner though. Uh well you know on that note I'm taking the Giants getting getting five and a half give me the give me the G men five and a half and uh Fitzy where are you going with? oh real quick Monday Night Football Fitzy and I are both seven six and two we hit on St- them Cincy's yeah, last week that nice. Us. nice Stiz nice. Stiz dropped a six seven and two but it's still a dead heat on the Monday Night Football bets I'm going Giants plus five and a half Fitzy. I, I, I got to stay. Wow, it was six earlier today. It's down to five and a half. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my pick of the Packers. Okay. I know a Christian Watson is out, and he's the red zone threat for Jordan Love, but I feel like this kid has stumbled into something, and even if Tommy Cutlets is having a moment with his heat <laughs> signature jacket and his freaking family cutlet party, it's too much. I can't. I got to yeah. go. I like the Packers. I think the Packers are on, on a rip, and they're going to grab a wild card spot, and they may be a team nobody wants to play five weeks from yeah. now. All right. Uh, Stis. Man makes the clothes, clothes don't make the man, but however, in, in uh, Tommy Cutlass's case, that is not the case. So Packers all the way. <laughs> all right, His name is Tommy Cutlass, of- not Tommy Cutlass. They didn't name him after <laughs> the Oldsmobile Cutlass. Listen, that was my list coming out. Tommy Cutlass. All right. In <laughs> the other game, the AFC East uh, Miami Dolphins, 13.5 point favorites against the Titans. Dolphins dominate the bad teams. Titans are a bad team, so I'll take the Dolphins even by uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, there's no, there's no, the Titans are a terrible football team. Correct. And the Miami Dolphins usually cover by a lot at home. They yes. win this game between 17 and 24 points going away. Stiz? Absolutely. All Dolphins. Right. So we're all going Dolphins. And then if you are interested in the uh, Patriots draft picks, as I uh, assume that you would be, 
both the Titans and the uh, Giants come into this one with four wins. Mm-hmm. So if there is an upset in either game, that would be good news for the Pats. I would add a fifth win to one of those teams, but I don't think any of us see that coming today. Hey, Richard, I'm not sure if you saw this. This also just came in right at the top of yep. the uh, Entirely Sick Persons Network website. Uh, Drake May, possible first overall pick to skip bowl game He's going pro. entering draft. Yeah, it's good. And I think Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison will as well. Sometimes these guys, you know, I don't know if it's just posturing for posturing's sake or if there's like a deal they can make or whatever. But the top two, three picks usually go pro. There's very few, yeah. very, very, very few times. I remember Matt Leinert went back to school because there was rumors that he didn't want to go to the Niners, but whatever. Like most most of the time, those guys go pro. Uh, real quick prop, uh, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill over 108.5 receiving yards. He needs to average 103.5 the next five games to get to 2,000 yards where he'd be the first receiver to do that. So I'm predicting that he does, and I think it starts tonight with a big game. All right, Stiz, you got a prop? Jalen Waddle, anytime Tutty, plus 120. All right, like Jaylen that. Jalen Waddle, anytime Waddle, Tutty. A little, then he does a little Waddle in the end zone. I like that. Uh, and you know what? I will take the over on uh, Jordan Love touchdown passes tonight. All right, is that one and a half? I believe it is. All right, there you go. All right, one and a half for Jordan Love. Very good. Uh, we'll get to everything that happened with uh, Mahomes, uh, kind of losing it last night. And we'll get to Wahopin coming up in a bit. But first, let's go back to the phones. We got uh, Kelvin in Boston. He joins us next. What's up, Kelvin? Hey, um, have a good night, guys. Um, yeah. And they beating everybody. They they playing like they playing with kids, and nobody's talking who, about that. Who, you dropped out. You you talking about who are you talking about? That nobody's talking about the Cowboys. And oh, they Cowboys. beating everybody, play, playing everybody like like their own kids, and nobody's talking about it. Like they playing easy football. All right, so he wants to, he, Fitzy wants us to talk about the Cowboys. We're not talking about the Cowboys enough, is what he's saying. You want to talk about so the Cowboys who have taken over first place. Yep. I mean, this is if there's anything, Boston Sports Original is all Cowboys all the time. I you mean, they are know America's it. team. We don't give we don't give nope. nearly enough time to the Dallas Cowboys who no. will lose in the divisional round somehow. Somewhere is this the year no, though? Probably I, I, not. I mean, like depends Rich, on when I, they play the Niners. Okay. Can we, now years ago when Cam Newton was the quarterback. Of uh, the Patriots, I was Stiz knows full well too. I was obsessed with his cadence and like his call when he would get up to the line of scrimmage. Like, yeah. uh, you like Dak Prescott's cadence? Oh my! Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. What is this? What is okay? Here we go. I mean, <laughs> I guess you could say literally anything you want, right? Peyton Manning said Omaha for years, and people are like, "All right, that's fine. You can say whatever you want." <laughs> A lot of times there's like silent snap counts. Guys just the first clap. time I heard it, yeah. I was like, did he literally just say, okay, here we okay, go. Okay, here we go. Yep, everybody's ready Is to go. like, how many times have you said that before you do something like you're on a roller coaster? <laughs> yeah. Go to the bathroom. Like, All right. Someone's like, hey, 20 bucks, Keith, go hit on that chick over there. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> everybody knows this comment. You're like, yeah. But their offense, I mean, oh, he's gonna they be the MVP. smoked the Eagles last yeah, night. No, they're, that- on a, they're on a heater right now, yeah. and I'm starting to think, that instead of a rematch of last year's NFC Championship between the Eagles and the Niners, get a we may be 90s. getting an early nineties, yeah. a little a little Cowboys like 49ers. Yeah, we definitely could. I think uh Dak right now is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh CeeDee Lamb's had an incredible year. You got the best defensive player in the league. But there's just uh, they still got Mike McCarthy. Ferguson, like, their Ferguson, Ferguson is making Schultz look like he was no it was yeah. like no big deal. Yeah. I hear you. 
Yeah. All right, that's one hour down. We only have a half hour left. That's a quick the Monday program. I'm sorry. We have, a, we have too much to talk about. Uh, we started on Otani, if you want to talk about Belichick and uh, Kraft on game day. Uh, but we're also going to get to this Patrick Mahomes thing as he was a little upset. He was a little, he running a little hot last night. Uh, this is the Rich Keefe Show on a Patriots Monday with Fitzy here on WEI.